Hello, hello. Welcome to the show Convos with Katie. I'm your host, Katie Tan, and on this show, I talk about what's been on my mind recently. In today's episode, we're going to be exploring how people of different generations and differing experiences of being Chinese listen to and perceive Chinese music. To do this, I spoke with three of my friends and family, two of whom are my age and one other who is one generation older. Two of these people spent part of their lives in China, while one was born in the U.S. Let's hear from everyone about their personal backgrounds and upbringings. First up, we have Wendy, who was born in Wuhan, China, and lived there before moving to Ohio when she was nine. I had like a very typical like Chinese kids upbringing. Like I didn't even do like really outside English classes. Like I, it was like very typical, very standard, like middle class Chinese kid. Um, like I went to a normal public Chinese elementary school.、Um, I learned to like read and write in Chinese there,、um, and you know, like it, to me, it was just like my normal life.、Um, and that kind of like flipped when I came to the United States, and then just like I was also in like a normal public. Um, elementary school, but obviously this time it was like a suburban,、um, like English speaking、uh, elementary school in the middle of Ohio. So it was kind of like a drastic change.、Um, so I definitely think I got like a very normal like Chinese kid experience, but also like a very pretty like normal、um, American kid experience in the U.S. Next we have Vivian, my childhood friend, who has pretty much an identical upbringing as mine. My parents are first generation immigrants from China.、Um, I was born and raised in America, but I grew up yeah Chinese American.、Um, I learned how to speak Chinese at home from basically when I was a baby, and then like all throughout middle school and high school, I went to Chinese school every Sunday、um, where we just learned Chinese, kind of like meet other Chinese people.、Um, yeah, and I think like being Chinese has always been an important part of my identity. Cool.、Um, do you think like going to Chinese school or, you know, speaking Chinese at home, like shaped your Chinese identity in any way? Like, did it make you more? Did you did you feel more like Chinese?、Um, yeah, I think so. Like language, first of all, I think is already a big part of it. Like,、um, you need to like be able to understand English, understand. A culture more to interact with other Chinese people. Like,、um, I also like watch all the Chinese media at home with my parents and my siblings. Like,、um, one show that we watched a lot was like Voice of China.、Um, it's like The Voice, but China's version of it. And from that, like, I don't know. I think I learned a lot more about Chinese media and kind of their like popular culture and like music. Would you like identify more with like Chinese or more as American or some combination of both? I think like probably a combination. I would say like I still probably am mostly American because this is like where I grew up. Like the majority of my time was spent with American people, got the American education system. Participating in like extracurriculars, yeah, I don't know, kids of like all different cultures and、mm-hmm. backgrounds.、Um, 
but like the Chinese community is definitely like something I resonate with. There's like a lot I can relate to. I feel like um, it, I feel like there's a lot of like shared values across people who come from similar backgrounds. Lastly, we have my dad Yuan, who grew up in Taishan, a city in southern China, and moved to the United States as a teenager. Well, I came to the U.S. in 1985. I just spent more time in the U.S. than in um, in China. So I uh, almost finished high school in China, but I uh, finished college and graduate school in the U.S. So I, I can say that I. Um, live uh, both in Chinese and American culture. So I, yeah, it's good that you asked me about songs. So uh, it's good that I can uh, say something about it. Mm -hmm. And do you identify more with your Chinese side or American side? Like how do those two facets coincide? Well, um, yeah, that's a good question. So um, I I spent the first 17 years in China, so um, I have to say uh, for 17 years, I, uh, it's really, that's how, how I grew up, right? So even though I spent about uh, 35 years in the US, I have to say I identify myself more as a Chinese than an American. Mm -hmm. uh, Interesting. Yeah. And why do you think that, even though you spent 35 years in the United States and only 17 years in China? Yeah, I think it has to do with the, believe it or not, is the language, right? The, that's my native language. Um, for some reason, that is really inside my brain. So whatever I, I do, so it's sort of, it's, it's hard to get away uh, uh, from my Chinese identity. It's like it's part of you. You have been seventeen years. That's the sort of the how to say that those are the years that really define me. All right, now let's dive into talking about music. I first asked all of my interviewees all a very broad question: What does Chinese music mean to you? Let's hear what Wendy and Vivian have to say. Right. So. I feel like when I hear that question, it's kind of weird to me because I would just define a Chinese song as like a song that's in Chinese or like, um, right, like I, I know that these days there are Chinese songs that like mixing English lyrics, but I, I feel like if the general like lyrical frame is in Chinese and it's like facing majority Chinese audience, then I would mm -hmm. consider that song like a Chinese. I know some people consider like, um, I think it's like pentatonic scale right like um to have something sound really asian but i would say that's like more like a classical music thing so i would i would say like when i think of chinese song i think more like pop chinese songs so mm -hmm. i would say like whatever um is like streaming in like um chinese like social media or like um just like what chinese kids generally listen to and next up we have vivian I think that within Chinese music, there's like tons of genres and things like that. There's like rock, there's like folk. Mm -hmm. So I don't think there's really one kind of like defining sound that's like Chinese music. Right. Because like, yeah, even between that, there's like different Chinese too. Like there's Cantonese. Um, I don't know, which I still consider Chinese music. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think it's just like the language that makes it. 
It seems like both Wendy and Vivian both consider a Chinese song to be primarily one that is sung in Chinese, and they acknowledge that there are many different genres of Chinese songs. Similarly, my dad thinks that a song is Chinese if the lyrics are Chinese. It doesn't matter if the melody is from another country. He also emphasizes that Chinese songs are poetic, but we'll get more into that later. Yeah, songs, um, a lot of songs, especially uh, Chinese songs from Mexico, Taiwan, Hong Kong, uh, the, the melody, actually, a lot of them, uh, some of them are from uh, Japan, let's say, or uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the US or UK. But at the end, I think it's the lyric, right? That um, why they put uh, Chinese lyric in it, then to me, it becomes sort of a, a Chinese song. It, that it, it tells a story in Chinese. Uh, one thing about a Chinese song that I, I like, maybe also because of the, the language is that Chinese is a very, to me, it's a very poetic language. Mm. So when I listen to the song, when I, with the lyric, it's like a good Chinese song, the, the, the lyric is like a poem. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so that's what I like. It's interesting, but also unsurprising to me that all three folks were mainly talking about C-pop or Chinese pop music. According to the website Masterclass, C-pop comprises of songs made by artists in the greater China region, including mainland China, Hong Kong, Macau, and Taiwan. The three main subgenres are Canto pop, Mando pop, and Hokkien pop. C-pop consists largely of wholesome love ballads, and many are original compositions, but there are an equal number of pop cover songs from Japan, South Korea, and Western countries. Next, I asked about everyone's favorite Chinese songs and how they felt while they listened to them. I wanted to explore if everyone's different upbringings influenced the way they listened to their music. First up, we have Wendy. Mm, Okay, so I think my taste in Chinese music is a little bit lagging. Even though I'm like, oh, I like listening to pop music, but I feel like right now that is still mostly from like the late 2010s era, I want to say. Um, yeah, so, um, like, I listened to a little bit of, like, Zhou Jielun, which I think it's, his name is Jay Cho. Yes, um, Jay Cho. Right, like, Qing Hua Zi, I think it's, like, a really nice song. But mm. it's, it's definitely kind of old, right? I think it's, like, in the 2000s movie when it became famous. Um, mm. I also listened to, like, a little bit Deng Zixi, which I think her English translation is, like, Gem. Gem, yeah, yeah. G-E-M. Like, Hua, like, 我把你画成花. And then there's like a play there. I think that's a really nice song. The song Wendy is referencing with the play and words is called Hua by a very well-known Chinese pop singer called Jem. The lyrics in this chorus include both Hua, which means flower, and Hua, to draw or a drawing, with one line saying, I'll draw you as a flower. The song range that I listen to is like what I've found that is nice. Like, 
in terms of like watching Chinese shows and like being exposed to that side or like Chinese social media and then also like just from my parents and then the third is like my memories from my childhood like what was playing when I was a kid like and that would so some songs from like when I was a kid would be like It's not nursery, it's more like popular songs that were just like playing all around that、mm-hmm. even the kids could sing. I think, like, I want to say that, oh, like, every time I listen to them, I remember my childhood. But no, it's, it's not really like a simple translation like that, right?、Yeah. I think they definitely make me feel nostalgia.、Um, but it's not like every time I listen to them, I like relive my childhood <laughs> or something crazy like that.、Um, I think like it's more like nostalgia, some familiarity. And also, just in general, like, I think like an old song like Fireworks, if you like hear the rhythm, you're like, oh, like, I like that、mm-hmm. song. Like, it's just such a part of your childhood、um, that, like, I'm like, oh, when I listen to those songs, I'm like, I really like this music. Next, we have Vivian, who, like Wendy, is also a fan of Jay Cho.、Um, I really love Jolie Lu, like Jay Cho.、Uh-huh. I like, like most of his songs a ton. I think some of my favorites are like, Go like TQ and like, um, Chinwatsu is pretty good. Um, yeah, I really like him. And then a lot of like the Chinese music I listen to, either like my sister put me on it or like I found it through watching like. Voice of China. I think generally it feels like, like warm and like familiar. I think listening to Chinese songs might be helping Vivian reinforce her ability in the Chinese language. A review article published by Yeva Zom Skyti stated that more research still needs to be done in this field, but music in a non-native language may have the potential to promote second language learning, and Vivian feels this way too. Do you understand like the、yeah. lyrics? I don't, I don't always because I don't know like all the words. If I, like, sometimes I'll look up the lyrics because、um, I like, like singing along and then like knowing what it's saying.、Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, sometimes I only know like the chorus or something like that. Like, especially if I look up the lyrics and stuff, I might learn like a new phrase or like vocabulary.、Um, I feel like a lot of songs would use like more. I don't know, abbreviated、uh, or like idioms, kind of.、Mm-hmm. And then you can like learn from that. That's true. I like、yeah. that too. The, the language is a lot more poetic and not necessarily like everyday language. Yeah, exactly.、Um, but do you usually look up lyrics or do you just kind of vibe with the melody and call it a day? I'll look at the like, songs that I really like. Maybe like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Maybe like ten percent of the songs、mm-hmm. I listen to, I look up. Yeah. So I mean, it's like, like sometimes I can like hear, or like I would have to learn like words just even to read the title, right? So、mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah. So like, would you say, like, how big of a factor, how much of an impact on like learning Chinese does listening to Chinese songs have on you? Uh, I think. It has like a pretty big impact. Like it motivates me、um, 
think it's a coincidence that both Vivian and Wendy said they liked Jay Cho's music. Jay Cho is considered the father of China Wind, otherwise known as Zhongguo Feng, which is a style that mixes elements of traditional Chinese music, Chinese opera, and poetry with modern pop music. According to Chen Yulin's journal article, Relocating the Functions of Chinese-ness in Chinese Popular Music After the China Wind, China Wind songs have been co-opted to reinforce the One China ideology, emphasizing the same cultural roots of Taiwan and mainland China. In addition, Jay Cho's songs are also considered safe, compromising, and non-confrontational from the vantage point of the People's Republic of China. In her article, Lin also discusses the show The Voice of China, which Vivian mentioned. The Voice of China is essentially China's version of the show The Voice, and it attracted an average viewership of 4.8% of the PRC's total television audience during season 4, which was about 66.2 million people. This was the season Jay Cho joined the show as a coach. According to Lin, on the Voice of China stage, China is imagined as a cultural and geographical community bound together by blood. It doesn't matter if the contestants actually lived in China or not. This deep connection is presented as unbreakable and unquestionable, transcending time, space, and other identity politics issues deemed to be of lesser importance. This strategy is able to draw in viewers like Vivian, and also perhaps Wendy, and further increase the popularity of safer nationalistic songs like the ones written by Jay Cho. My dad, on the other hand, also consumes a large amount of Chinese media but he is mostly stuck in the past and listens to songs from the 70s and 80s. He mentions Teresa Tang, or Deng Li Jun, whose fame bridged political divides across China in the 70s and 80s, and who was renowned for her tear-jerking love ballads. One song contains lines from Shi Jing, or Book of Songs, which are the oldest of Chinese classic songs and poems that date back over 2,000 years to the Zhou dynasty. Actually, there's one song that is very famous. Uh, it's uh, from Taiwan. It's like Deng Li Jun. A song called uh, The song is called 在水一方. Jiang 
actually, I didn't know it. Only recently, I found out. Right, the leverage is from a uh, core uh, from very old Chinese. Uh, um, is is the the poem is from Sijing is could be in um maybe thousand years old. Um, mm-hmm. So that is one. But all the the good Chinese song, if you listen to it, is sort of like a poem, right? Uh, so I um, so a, a lot of song, a Chinese song. Uh, sometimes I um, a lot of song I know, uh, but when I think about it, right, the first time I listen to a Chinese song, whether it's through uh, in in old days from radio on TV, now it's YouTube. I I first like the, the melody. You have to say, oh, it's very catchy. And then I can catch one or two phrase. It sounds interesting. And then I will spend time to try to find the, the full song, the lyric. Once I see it, if I with the, the, if I see it, then I sometimes, wow, this song is so beautiful, the lyric, right? it's really light form. Then I start liking it, and then I once I I like it, then I to, to learn it. A song that I like, I have to be able to sing it, maybe not out loud, in my mind, right? Know the full lyrics. Otherwise, I, I won't. If I don't spend the time to learn the lyric, then I I don't, yeah, I don't like. But it's it's so beautiful. In addition to these poetic songs. My dad also enjoys listening to patriotic songs that remind him of his childhood. I grew up in, in China, so there's a type of a, a song that I really like. Even today, I listen to it. Right? Uh, uh, yeah, I can tell what type. Yeah, uh, it's like uh, the song really uh, inspired me more, more like okay, uh, speak to me. I'm, I'm Chinese. My identity is the Chinese. Right. Um, so those songs, even when I listen to the music at the beginning, I already know what it is because it's really you know, actually in my mind. For example, uh, you might heard of the song too, um, What a Zhuo, right? Yes. My motherland. So that the melody is very beautiful. Um, so I think almost every Chinese in my age, they I'm sure they know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to, uh, if you are as old as me, you know, let's say, um, history of China at least for the last two hundred years. Then and also the the background when this song was written. It really uh, resonates with you, right? This song was written in nineteen fifty-six. Um, it's a movie about Korean War, but this song talks nothing about war. So it just really talk about the, um, this beautiful country. This is the place that we were born and grew up. That's really what what it is about. So and. So, but you have to know the history to, to know the, the meaning. So I think uh, people in my age, every time that just the music play, we already sort of get very emotional. 
So that's one song I, I think I like. Uh, one of the songs that I like, yeah. Another song, by the way, you you might know, uh, if you um, uh, watched the 2008 Olympic yep. Open Ceremony, that's very similar old to my to the motherland right mm -hmm. so the very similar it, the, the, even the lyric is similar but the melody again is very beautiful yeah I see. it's talk about how this beautiful country and also that because china has been so poor and weak for the last 200 years it just as a whole china all we want to do is for the country to be strong right and people uh, have a, a better life. That's what the song is about. My dad's feelings of patriotism and inspiration are explained by the fact that he was growing up in China around the time of the Cultural Revolution, which took place between 1966 to 1976 and was a socio-political movement launched by Mao Zedong to, among other things, instill revolutionary values in the younger generation. During this time, patriotic songs were playing constantly. One of the songs my dad references or My Motherland, was written in 1956. Lei Ouyang, author of the book Music as Mao's Weapon, mentioned that members of the Cultural Revolution generation, the generation my dad is a part of, were the ones who can, quote, still find moments to smile when reflecting on their days during the Cultural Revolution, not because they were free from the devastation or because they were untouched by the political and cultural chaos, but because that time encompassed their childhood. The Cultural Revolution years were their formative years." End quote. I realize now that the overarching question of today's episode, which was how do people of different generations and differing experiences of being Chinese listen to and perceive Chinese music, cannot be sufficiently answered by speaking only with three people. However, speaking in-depth with Wendy, Vivian, and my dad about their upbringings and Chinese music tastes really allowed me to connect with them in ways I hadn't before. Before speaking with them, I had originally predicted that Wendy and my dad would have similar feelings of nostalgia and patriotism when listening to their favorite Chinese songs. But it seems like that patriotism was only sincerely expressed by my dad, who grew up in China during the Cultural Revolution. While Wendy is more fluent in Chinese and lived in China for about half her life, it appears she and Vivian have much more similar music tastes because they are of the same age and consume similar types of media. Both also said that the songs they listened to sounded familiar, and neither mentioned listening to the patriotic songs that my dad mentioned. Thus, I believe the differences in the types of Chinese music that my interviewees listen to is primarily caused by both a generational and geographic divide. That is, a divide between my dad and Wendy and Vivian. That's all for today. This is Convos with Katie. Thank you for listening, and be sure to tune in to next week's episode, where I'll be discussing what live music means.